0: I'm, um, I'm not going to be long, because we're going to go back into that, that place again, and that's why I don't want to do the notices right now. Um, God is surely with us, and I believe we, he's calling us to press into him some more. And it all is about, really, this presence of him amongst us, but also living in us, And the Bible says that we can be filled with the Holy Spirit. If you're a Christian here this morning, if you believe in Jesus, essentially you have known something of the Holy Spirit and it's in your life because that's how you became to believe on Jesus. It was the Holy Spirit that opened your eyes to the good news, the truth of the gospel that enabled you to trust in his saving work and resurrection On the cross, but it says in the Bible too that that you can know the Holy Spirit. But there's a sense in which there's a greater knowing, to be filled with, to be overwhelmed with. Paul says in Ephesians 5, he says, "Do not get drunk on wine. Don't get filled up with wine that leads to debauchery, indulgences in stuff that isn't helpful. Be filled." with the Spirit. Go on being filled. It's the past, it's the continuous present tense. Keep on being filled with the Holy Spirit. Be saturated with, be so filled up with the Holy Spirit that it transforms you every day and leaks out of you in every way wherever you go. The Bible talks about several people Uh, receiving the Holy Spirit in different ways. I want to give you just three, uh, the kind of condition their hearts were in. The first one is those that are longing. It was the disciples in the upper room in Acts 2. We can read that um, Jesus had promised them this power that was going to clothe them. It was going to come from on high and was going to clothe them to enable them to be witnesses of him to the ends of the earth. And they were meeting together in the upper room, and we can read um, in Acts, it says, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled at them. What's the point here? Well, if you want to and you wait, you can be filled with the Holy Spirit. There's another guy opposite to that group. He's hostile. His name was Saul. He was persecuting the Christians. He was a Jesus hater. But Jesus met with him whilst he was riding on his horse. Jesus, the Holy Spirit, knocked him off his horse and blinded him. Then God sent another man called Ananias to go to him to tell him about this Jesus, to pray for him that the scales would come off his eyes, i.e. that he would physically see who Jesus was and understand who he is, but also that he would spiritually see who that Jesus was as well. We had a word come earlier in the service about scales falling off eyes. And I believe that is what God wants to do today, both in a physical sense that people will be healed of eye issues, because we're going to pray for that later, but also in a spiritual sense that people would have the scales relieved from their eyes so that they would see who Jesus really is what's the point here? Well, you might have come in today doubting. You might have been hating. You might have come to cause trouble. I don't know. It wouldn't have been the first time. You can meet with Jesus and be filled with the Holy Spirit. There's another group. They're the uninformed. They, um, uh, this guy, Saul, who changed his name to Paul, that's what That's what happens sometimes when you encounter Jesus, when you turn your face aside and look to Jesus like Moses. You look to encounter him. He transforms you, which what happened to Paul, he went from persecuting Christians to preaching and proclaiming the good news of Jesus. And he was in Ephesus, and he met a group of believers, and he said to them, have you heard about the Holy Spirit? And they just said, no, we haven't. And so he too laid hands on them, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Wherever you are and whatever place you're in today, this gift of the Holy Spirit is for you, and you can be filled. So what is this? It's more than just a knowledge about God in our heads, It's an experience of God in our hearts. It's a tangible expression of Him for us. And as He comes and fills us, we are, without a shadow of a doubt, knowing that we are His and He is for us. And this can come in a whole bunch of different ways. And we've heard a lot of them today about about freedom, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. What does freedom look like? It looks like laughter and joy. And as we go back in, in a moment, there may be people laughing. Why? Because God's presence is deeper than the the stuff of life and it brings a joy that cannot be contained. It might be tears. That's, why, that's how I know that God is on me. I cry like a baby. Some of you will have seen that. <laughs> and that's, sometimes God's doing stuff in me through that. Maybe he'll do stuff in you. It might be shrieks as he sets you free from old stuff that has held you, as we've already heard in terms of the words this morning. So that's freedom, but there's also fire, this sense of heat, sense of purifying and bringing a passion, maybe purifying some of the old stuff, those tongues of fire that rested on their heads, but also bringing a passion for Jesus and his name and his fame and his glory that you cannot contain. You become a witness of him everywhere you go. And then lastly, this fresh wind that we hear about. Maybe the sense of the life of God coming in you, changing your breathing pattern, fluttering eyelids, shaking hands. These are some of the things that can happen as people are filled with the Holy Spirit. But let me tell you what's important. It's not these outward expressions that might happen. It's the inward change That God is doing in you. You see, it's not how you fall down, it's how you get up. (laughs) It's not what happens on the outside, it's what God is doing in you on the inside, and He will do a personal thing for you because that's the way our God is. He'll work with your personality so that you will encounter Him in just the way that you need to. Ultimately, our purpose here is, is and, and our desire is to know love, to be loved and to know love. That's what the Holy Spirit does and is. That's what He does. In Romans 5.5, 5, it says that God has poured out His love into our hearts. It's like God's gonna open our heads and liquid love of the Holy Spirit is going to get poured into our hearts. It's going to fill us from the top of our heads to the tip of our toes. Do you want that this morning? I do. I do. And you know what? Sometimes there can be barriers that get in the way. Barriers such as fear. I'm not, I don't want to give myself in this way. What's going to happen? I don't want to lose control, perhaps. Barriers of doubt. Well, I'm not good enough. I haven't been a Christian long. Why would he choose me? Those are lies of the enemy, as we've already heard. And read in uh, Luke's Gospel, chapter 11, it, it rebuffs all those kind of things. It says this, So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. He goes on to say, which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, gives him a stone? No one does that. When my son asks for an ice cream, I don't give him a pebble instead and say, lick on that. (laughs) And I'm an earthly father. It says here then, if you, though you are evil, that's us, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Should we ask him? Should we ask him for a greater encounter than we've ever had before? I'm gonna ask the band to come back and we're gonna respond again as God leads us. It was hardly worth sitting down, was it, Sean? (laughs) Because boy, do we need to be full of the Holy Spirit in this day. Many of us, over the pandemic, have been in barren places. Today is the day that God changes city gate forever. It's not new. We've been here before, but we call out to him again and again because there's so much more to do. And we want to see so much more, don't we? And he wants to use us to build his church in this day. And so he's ready to pour his spirit out upon us today.